0: Yeah, that was not a good way to end that last day, that's for sure.
1: It was not Not clutch. It was whatever not clutch is.
0: (laughs) Search for not clutch in the thesaurus, and that is what Scott Scott Piercey was on that fourth day. No offense, Scott, but damn, dude. Big lead.
1: Blew it up. Yeah, tough tough break, but big tone. Big tone, dude. The tone. He's kind of like winning... These middle-tier events, but he's not—he can't get get that breakthrough on the bigger stage.
0: Which is crazy, because that's how, like, you think of him when you think of Tony Finau. You think of, like, a, a main stage golfer. You think of him right in the limelight with everybody else. But in reality, those big titles, you know, it, it's funny. Like you said, it's a lot of those other tournaments, but—
1: they're eluding him, but he's still a top five, top ten machine, so.
0: Oh, yeah, and he could just punch in at any time. That's the that's the danger of Tony Is so I think at any week, he could just kind of wake up and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to play really well this week, and done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you think about that consistency with his swing, how short it is? He's a big guy. He doesn't have to swing that far on the way back, and he still yeah. gets so much out of the ball. He really does. It must be nice. Yeah, right? A couple of mid-five-footers sitting here. I know Brandon's tall, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we and Zach are vertically challenged. We're on the lower side of things, so we got to get everything we can out of that backswing to get the ball out there. Truth.
0: Welcome to Good Lies Golf. I'm Ryan Sherman, and I'm getting out there Friday to take some swings with the one and only guy across the way, Zach Grossman. Go out there and tear up some South Fork or something. We'll figure it out. Ready. Then we got our boy, Brendan Lawson, calling in from Cincinnati, Ohio, out there getting his garage swings in, his reel swings in, talking about his backswing lately. I mean, guy's looking good. And what more can we say? Here to bring you another week of picks, hot takes, the business, and more. Welcome to another episode of Good Lies Golf. Cheers.
1: As the tallest guy in this podcast, how does it feel to not have to make a huge backswing and still see the ball go out there a bit?
2: You know, Zach, I wish I knew how not to make a huge backswing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't gotten there yet. You're too flexible. You got to uh, rein it back in. But it is a nice flowing backswing. If you haven't seen Brendan's backswing, we gotta we gotta post that because it's pretty. It's got a nice free flow. You can tell he's he's an athlete. You can. He Absolutely. is an athlete.
2: I appreciate that, man. A lot of work, a lot of hours gone in next to the trash cans in the garage. Out there striping balls in my mind. Using my imagination. Feeling the flow.
0: Feeling, feeling the, the flow, dance. baby. Love it. Talk about feeling the flow. Tony Finau finishing T4 or better in three of his last six starts. I mean, come on. That guy's feeling the flow. He's in his happy Gilmore right now.
1: Tony's been scorching hot recently. Yeah. He's had his family
0: this past week. The family's week. been scorching hot, that dude. Was, the I kid's the... Pl- killing it. The Everybody's killing it. They're all making fun videos. They're all supporting him. It's a whole family event, man, that guy playing golf. It's beautiful.
2: I could definitely see him in the soon-to-be future, the face of
0: Frosted Flakes. Wow. <laughs> a bold Wheaties prediction from Brendan Lawson out of left field.
1: He's got a very wholesome look to him with the, he does. all those children, his wife traveling around I don't know how he's juggling all that I don't play know it's incredible
0: it's because I think they're so supportive I think like the whole female fresh thing and, the, and their whole brand it's like a whole brand they're building with the family and the golf and the activities and they're trying to make it seem like hey golfers can do this too with a family and create a family event and a family sport because a lot of people think that golfers you know they're just spending hours on hours in hotels across the country doing whatever I mean sure they are especially the younger guys but a lot of these guys have families and kids and you know, me and Zach don't have any, but I'm sure Brendan can attest to what having kids, getting them involved in it, is is probably a great great moment.
1: Yeah, as the shorter, unmarried guys in the in the threesome here, we can't really relate. Brendan, tell us what whoa, it's like dude. being <laughs> a taller guy with a family. Whoa,
2: whoa! First of all, no man, you gotta be careful throwing out threesome there when you're talking about three guys here. Um, <laughs> no, nah, dude, my threesome. game my game has just gotten so much better since I've had children. I take pride when I'm out there. Every shot is just like, this is for you, Caius. Sienna, this putt's for you, man.
0: You're so, out there just calling shots you know, for him?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to harness their energy. You know, just harness the good out with the bad every time I step up to the ball.
0: Brendan just totally embodying his Tony Finau there with the fam. I think that's really what did it for him this week and pushed him through. So shout out to Tony Finow. I mean, what a win. And, you know, respectable note to Scott Piercy, he did shoot lights out until that last day. I mean, holy shit, he was shooting crazy until then. Wow. Yeah,
1: it was really interesting to see him go so low and create such a big margin. And then to fall back to the field, he had that six over nine holes. Very relatable seeing something like that on a Sunday at a, <laughs> yeah. eight, at a PGA Tour event.
0: Brings it back to real life, really, for everybody.
1: Because yeah. you're either looking for something magical or something very relatable, yeah, right. I, I, yeah,
0: I would say that. And do you think the other guys in the leaderboard were like also like, holy shit, he's blown it up? Like, do you think the other guys were like surprised as us?
1: Yeah, he kind of seemed like he came out of nowhere. I don't know. What do you think, Brandon?
2: I was just thinking. I feel like he uh, lost his Gilmore happy place. Just kind of went to a dark place. He he missed his family. You know,
0: mm, that's <laughs> maybe that's was. maybe he that's
2: wasn't something anything. we got to do. You get you guys were talking about. You know, is it difficult for golfers when they're on the road, you know, being away from the family? Maybe we got to develop an app that's like proxy family. Just uh, we'll (laughs) send some stand-ins for you (laughs) to your tournament.
0: It's like a vending machine when you first get there. They're just wrapped in plastic, and you just press a button, and they're like your support team right there. They come right out and cheer for you.
1: I think it's a great idea. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there's a need for it go. for sure speaking and, of that i mean sun jm could have used that i think that would have been the extra mile to victory there i don't see his entire family there if they would have flown his whole family in for that tournament maybe he would have won feel there's a, a big market rude. there for
2: the internationals
0: yeah it's more brutal i mean think about it too they've been playing all over the place lately in mean, uk traveling a lot i mean they've been traveling a lot flying all across the pond back and forth those guys got to be tired, especially the guys that are playing every single week. And I, th- I think that might play into this week. The guys that have really been taking a beating, flying all back and forth. That's why you see a lot of these guys not playing this week in general, because I'm sure they're just taking time off before all these FedEx Cup playoffs start and all that stuff. But it's, it's pretty incredible to see the longevity of some of these guys' games. I mean, they're still golfing top 20s, top 30s every tournament, and they're playing every week, week in and week out. That's impressive. Really impressive.
1: Most of us would burn out pretty quickly, I think, being on the tour and practicing that much, playing 18 holes basically every day of the week, and then coming off of really long weekend, if you make the cut, and going right back at it again after
0: a plane flight the next day. It's it's brutal. You only get really like a day's rest, really, a full rest, and then you're still probably reading and researching and and reading about the course, talking to caddies, talking to friends, setting tickets up, doing things, you know. sure there's all that involved as well yeah it's a very busy life
2: yeah i mean it definitely has to be exhausting think about what it's like just going out and playing 18 or 36 with your boys you know what i mean and then top that off you're doing another two rounds on top of that over the weekend and then you're dealing with all those other logistics that you guys are talking about It's got to really wear you out
0: yeah and then that's where I the young bucks come in, you know. That's where these young yeah. guys are really going to start hitting this tournament heavy here in the final finish. It's like being part of September baseball, you know. The older veterans kind of fizzle out a little bit, and then the younger guys kind of really shine in the end. Callum Taren, Zach. I mean, you picked him. That's oh, a young yeah. stud. Sun JM, we talked about Emilio Grillo. Like all these guys, just playing really They're trying well.
2: to punch their ticket. yeah. You, the can't,
0: you can't
1: really put enough emphasis on being the most driven and hungry. These younger guys have a hunger that veterans don't have. Sure. Most of them who have been out there 20-plus years have had tons of great finishes. They're just not going to have that same new
0: car smell. (laughs) The same new car smell? It's a good way to put it. The conditions, too, this past week, I mean, the conditions were nasty. I mean, they had the delay, the wind was roaring, they had rain. It was a really exciting week to watch the players kind of battle through this and and still finish strong. So a guy like, you know, as much as we want to say Scott Piercy, I mean, but it was really shitty weather. It was a weird mix to throw into a tournament. And no one likes a delay, but the better, more comprised golfers kind of rise to the top in those moments, which is really an important trait of a champion, I think. And, and that's kind of like a DNA trait that you have to kind of possess. And I think if you possess that, you're going to win tournaments like that through adversity.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Dino DNA.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Speaking of a good week coming into this week's event, the rocket mortgage classic held at Detroit golf club in Detroit, Michigan. It's a par 72, 7,370 yards. It's got bent grass greens, Donald Ross design. Horace Rackham, one of the founders of the Ford Motor Company, bought it for 100 k and then basically just said, Hey, Donald Ross, you go ham. 36 holes, get at it. So cheap, ripped it. And then now here we are. Beautiful event. And we got, you know, 160 of the world's best coming out. It's going to be a fun time.
1: The guys this week are jostling for positions, trying to get into that top 125 for the first event of the FedEx Cup. And we've got two Donald Rosses back to back. We've got Detroit Golf Club this week. Mm -hmm. And then we have Sedgefield next week in North Carolina at the Wyndham. So it's going to be interesting to see if the guys this week can play well next week if they get in. Carried over. And if this, you know, this Donald Ross momentum is going to maybe propel them into an early FedEx Cup run. Yeah. Love
0: that. Yeah,
2: man. I mean, these guys, if they're going to be successful this week, they're going to have to get out there and really fire the ball around. We're looking for guys that are going to get birdies, potentially eagles. It's going to be a low, low-scoring affair. Potentially some long bombers out there. Accuracy's not a big deal. Yeah. They could really just pump the ball down there, get it close, hit a nice little flip wedge, and make a putt. I think those guys will be successful. So long bombers, good yeah. putters, birdies.
0: Well said. And to mention, too, I mean, that golf course superintendent there, Jake Mendoza, he's had a couple stints at some nice golf clubs around the country, staffed at Wingfoot, staffed at uh, Medina before taking Detroit Golf Club. The Greens have been going faster ever since he's been there. So I think that, honestly, he's been trying to make this course a little tougher than anticipated. I think this gets the rap of, oh, being a very easy, very flat course not a lot of undulation only a few holes have a couple things here and there a little bit of hazards but not much it really is going to be a straight birdie fest and i think he knows that and he wants to make it a little more challenging so maybe he'll keep putting some speed on these greens keep making them play a little harder that way you know a little more exciting finishes than blowouts and giant scores
1: really exciting these days a 7400 just below course isn't super difficult if there aren't a ton of hazards around it these guys Are hitting their drivers in the 300 to 330 range pretty straight and when you have four par fives that are gettable like there are at detroit golf club you're gonna get a lot of birdie looks par four par five scoring average is gonna be huge this week yeah and apart you in the majors you get these 70s 71s A par 72 for a pro is a day to make a lot of birdies for the
0: most part yeah Absolutely. And like Brendan was saying, you're going to need birdie machines, long drivers, even guys that can scramble a little bit because there is some sand around some of the greens. But like Zach said, I mean, four par threes, 10 par fours, four par fives. I mean, 14 of those holes are going to be ones you're going to be looking for birdies at potentially eagles on some of them. There is a long par five where you're probably going to have to hit the two woods, real, real money to get it there and then get a little birdie look. But that might be a little bit more difficult that hole for people. But I honestly think it's going to be a big birdie fest, just like we were talking about last week, but even more amplified because I don't think the weather is going to play in as much this week.
2: Yeah. And when we're talking about the course itself and kind of the layout and opportunities to get these birdies and potentially some eagles, I think a lot of damage is probably going to happen on the back nine. On the front nine, got a lot of tree-lined holes. you got some dog legs. And then you work yourself into the back nine where it's a lot more up and up. So I feel like some of these longer hitters that maybe are typically a little more inaccurate, they can really just get out there, bomb and gouge, and try to pick up some birdies with some uh, nice little putts, really just picking up some ground on these shorter-distance players uh, with those long bomb drives. So. I yeah. think those are some guys that you could look at. And to be honest, I mean I'll throw out a few quick names of just some guys that are in those that like low seven K range. You guys got, you know, Taron. we got Pendrith, Goddard up. Those guys are, are young studs that just absolutely bomb the ball. You're averaging like three thirteen yards carry. Um so those could be some guys that are, you know, potentially some sleepers here.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And and then you got your more notable bombers, your Cam Davis, your Bryson's. He's not in the field, but the guys that have won it, you know, historically on this course, guys that can really drive it. I mean, Hayden Buckley is going to be in the field this week. You're going to have some competition. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a long, long driver's game. And, you know, even seeing guys like Doc Redman, he's a noted runner up that's in the field this week. Troy Merritt. There's some guys that have some great great drive on the ball that are in the field so we'll see them we'll see them making some appearance
2: Yeah, you know, zach i mean we're talking long bombers guys that are you know just going to run the ball up pretty short have little wedges into the greens potentially make some putts but at the same time you look at course history i mean some other guys that aren't long drivers have had success here as well i mean do you think it ends up when the the playing field becomes even like that it just becomes kind of a putting contest like what are your thoughts there
1: I think the drive is definitely going to help a lot. These days, the longest drivers aren't necessarily lacking touch. So you get a great blend of that combination. Cam Davis, Bryson had it for a while, but he's gotten a little bit more towards just the bomb and gouge side. Yeah. He the seems. Long driver stiff. stuff. Yeah. He seems stiff. But I would say that it's anyone's game this week as long as you're rolling the rock well, as long as you know these greens. Course history we talked about doesn't really play a huge factor into this
0: event. I mean, yeah, and storylines. I mean, Cameron Young would be an exciting finish here. Came in second in the British Open, looking for his first win. T3 or better in four of his last seven starts. Kid is hungry.
1: He fits this course really well. He's been hitting his driver great. That eagle he made on the 72nd hole at St. Andrews was... Off the charts, impressive. Beautiful. smart, and, and he's coming on to a course where you really just have to drive the ball straight and putt well, and he's got both of those things going in his game. Yeah. Momentum's on his side, so it's going to be a surprise if Cam doesn't have some sort of a top five, top ten finish this week.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed.
2: Yeah, so I want to toss this out there. Last week we did the fade with Matsuyama. We were talking, you know, doing it out of the top five players. So I'm curious to hear what you guys have on that this week. We got Can'tley, we got Finau, Zalatoris.
0: Mm, Uh,
1: Zalatoris. I feel like that putter is not really functioning the way it should be.
0: And you know what I'm going to say, and I hate to say this, Davis Riley. I'm fading Davis Riley this week, which is crazy because normally I would never fade Davis Riley. He just hasn't been playing really well. And I don't know, I just don't like... This week for him. I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. Even though he's a great long driver, he's a good, you know, iron player. I don't, I just don't know what it is. Just this week, I'm staying away from Davis Riley. Sorry, Davis.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I think the putter's kind of cooled off for him a little bit. I would not be surprised if he came out and played really well this week, but I I understand why you're saying that the recent events that he's played in just haven't been up to par with how he was playing earlier in the season. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you guys really watched him specifically in the in last week's 3m, but he had plenty of opportunities. He just could not make a putt.
0: right and that's what worries me and that in combination with just kind of how he's played lately, just overall in general just you know I'm, I don't know I'm just a little nervous on him this week, so we're gonna back off him. and then another guy we were talking about, like a Hayden Buckley, he's fantastic driver but do you trust the rest of his game? That's more of like a risk-reward pick this week. So if you're looking for like a real risk-reward and a good value, Hayden Buckley is a great risk-reward value.
2: That's actually interesting there. So like, I'm curious though, I mean, we talked about some key things that are, you know, gonna help these guys be successful, whether it be good putters, long drivers of the ball, approach play. Like, is there one factor that you guys are really focusing in on for, for your picks?
1: I would say putting and approach are a couple of things that i'm looking for this week Mm. driving's really important but the most important factor i feel is how they've been playing recently and seeing guys also how long they've taken off if they've been playing a bunch of weeks in a row i feel like davis riley's played a lot of golf recently so it's hard to it's hard to figure out a guy who is pretty fresh, but also has a streak going and is someone who you can trust for a, a good week. Yeah. So outside of the ball striking categories or a statistical thing, just the the quality of their play recently and that they haven't been playing too much golf.
0: Yeah. And, and I would say a guy like Cantley, right, who's this weird balance of hasn't played crazy amounts of tournaments, but is always in this kind of mental psyche with himself on the course, especially with finishing days, moving day, finishing day. He's in the field. Is this going to be the one time he makes a breakthrough? Is this going to be his, like, fuck you to everybody breakthrough on the course? I mean, he's got the stats for this course.
1: This could be a big week for Cantlay.
0: Could be. Absolutely. Could be is the real is the real could word. Be. Could be. It always is. Definitely. a could be a real week for him, you know?
2: Always seems like he kind of revs up at the end of the season too in preparation for the FedEx Cup. Isn't you know, that
0: what it seems like? I feel like that does happen. That was a good call, Brennan. I feel like he does do that every year.
2: Yeah, and, th- and this course does really suit him well. It's it's kind of annoying too because he's you know the highest cost on DraftKings, so it's like you know it's difficult to get him into a lineup and feel comfortable about all the other five players that you got. Sure, or excuse me, that you have. But statistically, you look at it across the board; he's you know easily the best player in the field just from a statistic standpoint.
0: Right, and and he usually is in any field that he's in. He's he's incredible on a statistics standpoint. But it's like funny how he just, that fourth day is just like the day from hell for him. So hopefully he can bounce back, make an appearance.
1: So you have Pat Cantlay, Tony Finau, and Cam Young. Who are you picking this week?
0: Oh, out of those three, I'm picking Cam Young. Cam Young? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of those three, shooting out of a barrel. Which is, the only reason why I'm not picking Tony is because it's very hard to win back-to-back. There's just so much buzz, so much momentum. He's out celebrating, having fun. It's just hard to get back on your focus that next week. Especially if you're not like some like single guy that's just like alone on the road. Doesn't really have a lot of distraction. I mean, he has a whole family. I couldn't imagine him winning back-to-back. As much as I would, I mean, obviously I would love to see Tony win another one right back-to-back. to be incredible. I don't know. I just think there's too much going on in his life for that. But who knows? I could eat my words. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. What
2: do you think, Brendan? I mean, I, I'm kind of right there with Sherman. I totally get where he's coming from with, with Tony, Tony Tuna. I mean, it is difficult to win back-to-back. He's been playing a lot of golf, traveling around. Eventually, I feel like that's going to run him down at some point. Yeah. With Canale, I mean, we talked about it statistically. He's the best golfer in the field. This course does suit him well, especially if it becomes a putting contest, and it's one of those weekends that he's really hot. Which is we know that might. when he's hot, he's hot. Like he could easily be number one in the field in strokes game putting. Sure. But with that being said, I've got to go with Cam Young, and and honestly, it's kind of like just watching your your kid grow up. Like I'm I'm <laughs> anxious, man. I'm waiting for him to get that first W. I, I want to see it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That that second place at the Open almost felt like a W.
0: It really did. It really did. This podcast episode is brought to you by. Do you want to get ripped off on one of your loans for your home? Well, call the guys at Rocket Mortgage. He's wearing a pinky ring and a bow tie clip-on, ready to give you the worst deal of your life. Go ahead and go to Rocket Mortgage today, sign up, and you pay that 47% APR for the next 34 years for that timeshare in Toledo. We're with you. Rocket Mortgage. So coming back into it, the picks for this week For the Rocket Mortgage Classic, Brendan Lawson has to go first because his lineup was ass last week, and now he's got to give us his picks.
2: I'm just going to go with the same lineup I made last week, so uh, I'll see you guys later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Brendan's strategy might work for him here because usually when he picks the guys that lose, they win. So maybe this is a reverse strategy that we all need this week. Yeah, a little reverse psychology. They're, they're going to shred. I'll probably have to just
2: drop that line up in just for fun in a tournament. See how it does. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I sucked last week. It was time to fall off. You know, I had three wins in a row. We'll pick it back up this week. I think I got a good one here. And if I don't somehow, the golf gods are just again against me here. That's it. I'll start mine off. Little Georgia boy. Well-rounded player. I'm liking Chris Kirk this week. Came in this tournament last year, had a solid 12th finish. He's great in every statistical category except putting. But you know what? I think everything else is going to give him some success. So he's 21st off the tee, 51st on approach, 4th around the green. I think he's going to have a nice week.
1: It's a good combination. Great
2: combination. From there, I think I might go with Muscle Man himself, a little Scott Stallings action.
0: I like Scott this
2: week. Oh, yeah. He's a long driver. He's 70th on tour. He's got a decent approach game. He's 43rd on tour in putting, like we mentioned earlier, with guys hitting long balls, guys being good on approach but might be shorter hitters. I think ultimately this might come down to a putting contest. So I like the fact that he's top 50 on tour, which then means in this field he's probably closer to top 25 or so. From there, I mean – I feel like we got to go back to the staple. It's been a while. I'm going to go with Ashton Kutcher's dad this week, Matt Kutcher. Wow, Matt Kutcher. I'm going Kutcher. I'm going cooch. We, we're talking putting a little bit, right? I mean, this guy is eighth on tour in putting. He's first on around the green. I feel like he's going to just plot himself around the course, give himself plenty of opportunities for birdies, and he's 27th on tour in scoring average. So, again, if you think a little bit about the field itself, I think that puts him closer to top 10, top 15 in this field in uh, scoring average. So it's going
0: to be a nice week for Cooch. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. Solid choice.
2: Then I got to go back to one of my boys. I wanted to unleash him last week, but he it was an early withdrawal. I watched him play at the Barbersaw. He was electric, had some unbelievable shots. Driver off the deck. I'm going Mark Hubbard this week, boys.
0: Ooh, mm. Mark Hubbard.
2: Hubbard's looking he's good. He's got good approach play. pick him. He's an accurate driver of the ball. He's 35th on tour in putting. Yeah, he is. And, you know, he's been on fire, too, leading up to that withdrawal. He had T13 at John Deere, third at Barbasol, and fourth at Barracuda. So he's on fire coming into this tournament. Love it. Next, my runner-up. I got to go back to him. I had him last week. Didn't pay off for me, but I think this course shoots him well. I'm going Maverick McNeely again. Ooh, oh, Mav. The Mav. 43rd on tour and driving. Hell of a putter. 32nd on tour. This guy absolutely goes out, loves low-scoring tournaments. He's second on tour in Eagles, 20th in birdie average, and he's 35th total on tour and scoring average. <clears> he's going to go out, <throat> light it up.
0: Love that pick. Top gun. Go Mav. Go Mav. And your winner, big win. Let's hear it.
2: Yeah, dude, we already talked about him. I, I got to go for it, and it's more of kind of an emotional pick here. I want to see Cam Young take the victory home, man. I want to see him get that Love first it. W and really solidify Rookie of the Year this week. Love and it. The reason I'm going with him is the off the tee play is just, I mean, it's, it's bar none. He is uh, one of the best on tour. He's seventh in driving distance, second off the tee in strokes gain total. He's a decent putter. He's decent around the green. Like we talked about, this is going to be one of those tournaments you really got to score low, and he's ninth on tour and birdie average. So I think it's Cam Young, Young's week this week.
0: Diesel. I would love to see that win. So I'm going to piggyback right off, right into my picks. Brendan, great lineup. Actually really love your lineup this week. Can't talk any shit. I will flip it in reverse here and start off with my winner. Because you just mentioned his name hot off your lips. I'm going Cameron Young, too. I'm calling Cameron Young also. I mean, the guy's a fellow New Yorker, okay? He's coming off a scorching hot second-place British Open appearance, like Brendan said. He's one of the strongest drivers teeing off. He's 26 fucking years old, and he's got six top ten finishes this year, including three second-place finishes. So the guy is just fiending out the mouth for some Ws. So I think this week is the week he brings it home. He's built for this course quite literally, and I just think that this is, this is it. This is the time. So I'm total agreeance with Brendan. Stars are aligned there. Cam Young's my winner. Bam, starting it off hot.
1: Beautiful, beautiful choice.
0: And then all my other guys. Love it, man. Then I got to go with all my other guys, right? I got to give you my, my goodies. But that doesn't mean my guys here are slouches. Any one of these other picks that I'm giving you right now could easily, potentially win. So I'm just telling you right now, they are no jokes. This is a solid lineup this week. Sherm's putting all the eggs in the basket. Second up, little Kevin Kisner, okay? he's And I'm going to give the Kis vibe here because for a couple reasons. He came in 21st at the British Open, played some incredible golf on that course in a similar style, flatter, a little more scramble towards the greens, some good iron work. I think that's what you need. He's second on tour in Donald Ross designs. So I think that's a good fun fact. Great statistic. I think that's going to help him out big time this week. And I just love his energy. He came in sixth at the travelers before this. I just love the way he's playing. He's bringing all this fun. He's got this social media presence where he's like having fun and talking to other players. And he's trying to rack up some FedEx points before that season kind of comes to a close. He wants to kind of bring it all up. So I think kids is a great pick this week. Definitely not somebody to sleep on.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think he's got good course history too. And again, if it does become a putting contest, there's not many guys. I mean, throw statistics out the window. There's not many guys that I'd rather have on my team making a putt for me than Kev Kisner.
0: Absolutely. So second, I'm also going to match Brendan here on a Scott Stallings call. The boy from Wista, Wista, Mass. We're going to yeah. give him give him his credit. I mean, five top tens this year. Kind of sleeping. He's first in strokes gained on approach in the field, which will be huge this week. Fantastic off the tee, loves birdies. He's a great sand save percentage player too, so any hazards by the green, he'll get right out. He's good for an eagle or two, I'm sure. He's played hot lately coming in, uh, fourth in the John Deere, eighth in the Travelers. He's just carrying momentum, as Zach says. So I I think those two, three things together are all going to be tools for success for him.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you talked about some of the tournaments that he's placed well in, and I don't want to harp too much on that because I want you to get to your other other picks, but I think it's good to call out, especially with Stallings, when guys are looking for people to pick. He's had some missed cuts recently, but you look at those tournaments, they are large fields, some of the best players in the world. It's the smaller tournaments that he's got multiple top 10s in. So this Mm. is one of
0: them. That's that's very interesting. So Scott Stallings, we're basically giving him the green thumb this week as a go-to pick. Great value as well. Bringing me to more great value here, coming in with Russell Henley, Georgia boy. He's 12th in birdie average on tour. With 10 par 4s and 4 par 5s, you're going to need this statistic. He's 3rd in strokes gained on approach to green, and he's 20th in scoring average, 18th in strokes gained tee to green. So he's got all the stats you want. On a less challenging course like this, Henley's going to play great. I think he's accurate, and I think he's going to use those woods to get himself and wiggle room for those birdies. So, I don't know. Henley's just going to be one of my guys this week. Now we're going to go for the bounce back. We're going to go for the bounce back in Brendan Steele. Typically, I don't pick the players two weeks in a row like this, kind of getting that, but he's been playing such great golf prior. I think last week was honestly just like a fluke and the weather delay. He just needs to wash it from his system. I think... At 39 years old, he's got four top 10 finishes this year, and he's won three times before on tour. So it's not like he doesn't know what it takes. He knows what it takes. And his long driver on a nice, longer, flatter course will suit him well. He's fourth off the tee in the PGA and top 30th in strokes gained tee to green. So I think this is just going to be a bounce-back tournament for Steele. We're going to be like, whoa, he came in this last week, and then, whoa, all right, he's top X this week. He's a player I'm going to look out for. And moving on to my last pick, last but not least, not the winner, remember Cam Young's my winner, but the last pick here in my lineup, Alex Smalley, going with the guy from New York here, how you doing? 25-year-old stud, he's been just getting it after recently, 10th in the Genesis, 16th in the John Deere, 21st in the RBC, he's honestly a smoker off the tee box, being one of the top players in the PGA, and just plays solid golf all around. I think that youthful energy with a longer course like this is going to be the perfect combination of what we're looking for, especially if we see some heat and some high temperatures this weekend. I think these young guys are going to bring their stamina out a little bit and show a little bit more high on the leaderboard. I think that's just what's going to happen. So Alex Smalley, he's my last guy, and that's my lineup. Ripping it through.
1: Really like that lineup a lot. We have some similarities in our lineups this week, guys. Wow, we Um, do, huh? Zach's coming in with his
0: picks with some similar?
1: We do, yeah. I don't have Cam Young as my winner, but he is in my lineup. Mm. And another player that Brendan talked about, two other players actually, Chris Kirk and Mark Hubbard are on my radar. Those are two guys that I think are going to play really well this week. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kirk I've liked all year. He's really been very consistent and reliable every week to get you that made cut. And sure. maybe perform in the top 10, top 20. Moving on to another hot player, Ju Young Kim has been Ooh, super consistent. Me and Brendan's boy. Very young guy. I really like this guy a lot. He's been in it pretty much every week, and he's young. He's hungry. We talked about that a lot. So I think he's going to contend this week. Maybe he's good for a top 20.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Another I, guy. I love that. I was just going to say, I love that pick. I mean, it's hard to find stats on him because he's played so limited amount of events. But if you kind of look at the numbers that are available and stack them up against guys that have ranks, uh, he is one of the longer drivers of the ball. He's very accurate off his drive. He's great on approach.
0: Very accurate. So he's going to
2: give himself a lot of opportunities to, or this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think he averages like 315 yards. Wow. So 310 it's a long yards. long And he's...
1: In the top 50 pretty much every time he tees up recently. Yeah. So look for him to finish well this week. Another guy, Troy Merritt, he's my runner-up this week. He's had a good course history here. He's been playing pretty well. think he's a reliable guy, and it's more of a feel instinct with Troy Merritt. I don't have a ton of stats to back it up, but think he's going to do well.
0: Yeah. And well, he's a runner-up here too.
1: He's a runner up at the Rocket Mortgage, so he's got the good course history. Yeah. And my winner is Denny McCarthy.
2: Wow.
1: Denny McCarthy's McCarthy. been been playing well recently. Don't he came putter. off came off a sixth place finish at the John Deere. US Open was a seventh. Memorial was a, a fifth. And he's a guy a younger guy who has a complete game, played at UVA, very successful college player, and he's making his life on the pga tour now he's getting more comfortable i think he's due for a great finish if not a win here this week so denny mccarthy's my guy i still love cam young and i wish him the best too but denny's gonna be my guy this week that i'm pulling for the win on
0: wow zach throwing a curveball thought we were going for the trifecta cam young but he throws us with the denny mccarthy hey respectable honestly great picks as well we have dangerous lineups I think throwing a lineup yeah. together with all three of our picks, combining mixing and matching too, will also do you well this week. So definitely throw one in that way. But
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's ill. I, I like that lineup a lot. Actually, I had one that I was thinking about tossing in here that had him in there. He's he's one of the best top, or probably top five putters on tour. So again, if it becomes that putting contest, I mean, he's a guy that you want to have in your lineup for sure.
0: Absolutely. Well... That concludes another episode of Good Lies Golf. Thanks, gentlemen.
1: Excited to watch some golf in Detroit with you boys this weekend.
0: That concludes another episode of Good Lies Golf, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Get your picks in, get your money up, listen to the boys. We got some good stuff for you. Stay tuned for a lot more information, new website coming, merchandise. We even have our first guest episode coming up. So stay tuned, keep listening, and always have some good lives golf. Cheers.